Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! Welcome to the 
Nintendo Chat for the week of February 4th, 2016. I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. With me once again is Pear Schneider. Hi, Jose. You had more to say? <laughs> what happened? I was going to say your entire name, then I'm like, you know what? I don't know. You don't know my whole name. Anymore. That's right. Yeah. Jose, uh, I'm not well, telling I'm on the show. And with this once again, Brian okay. Altano. Hi, Jose. Julian Eggplant Otero. That doesn't sound Spanish at all. They don't make a lot of Spanish okay. eggplant dishes, do they? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, Puerto Ricans at that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have an action-packed <laughs> show for you today. Uh, so many things to talk about. There was an Nintendo financial meeting this week. There was a reveal about how Amiibo are doing and the top Amiibo by region. Um, we also want to talk about Nintendo's next mobile game. A couple of things even about E3, but let's kick things off with Bayonetta and Corrin are now available in Smash. You can download it right now. Um, so once again, there's the dollar price difference. If you get in Corrin, uh, you're paying a dollar less than you would be for Bayonetta. That's probably because of licensing. Mm-hmm. What? Um, really? Yeah. So Corrin is $4.99 for one platform, $5.99 for both. Bayonetta is $5.99 for one platform, $6.99 for both. Interesting. I- that's that's very. I, I did just, the same I, thing with Ryu too. Yeah, they're basically cutting you slack on Nintendo-owned franchises versus licensed characters. Wow, yeah. I, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's very fascinating. It's, so I guess it has nothing to do it's, with character complexity you, or yeah. What, you, what is funny, like it's I, you know. It's that they're not hiding it. They're basically saying, oh, yeah, that's not our character, so you, ha- you have to pay so more. So we're going to give them a dollar. So, yeah. Speaking yeah. of okay. not hiding, though, like here's a few other fun statistics with numbers before we talk about how these characters play. So they have now an all-in-one fighter bundle, which is every character they've announced, they've released via DLC. If you want them on one platform, that's $34.93. If you want them on both, it's $41.93. So you are getting a mm-hmm. savings for getting them on both platforms. But if you think about it, you paid for both games. Yes. So it's kind of an interesting situation. Well, they also have be... a stage bundle, same uh, eight for $8.46 uh, for one, $14.45 for both. Do you remember the Mario Kart DLC? You could buy all of it before it all came out. Yeah. Which is basically like a pre-order. Sort of a season mm-hmm. pass, right? The closest yeah. thing Nintendo's ever done to that. I just yeah. wouldn't say those words, but sure. Of course. And I totally paid it, and it ended up being totally worth it, and I loved it. I wish they had done something like this. I don't that. think they knew how many characters they were going to have. Yeah. I think that's the difference. With Mario Kart, they planned it ahead, and they mm-hmm. said, these are our two content yeah. drops. And these are the resources we're going to yeah. spare to make this work. This one, yeah. it's like, I mean, I, people, I think Bayonetta was a really late decision for them, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Even but the it ballot, is, I wonder. But, but if you if you add up the dollars now for the two games and the extra downloadable characters and the stage, that's a lot of money. And yeah. that's why going back to our discussion two episodes ag- uh, ago, if you think about a gold edition NX Smash Brothers launch title that combines content from both of those games and the DLC for like a, yeah. a, pl- a price of 40, 49 bucks or something, so apparently, it makes sense. Yeah, though. we missed that point, and I like that point. Just if it is that case, the only thing is everything from 3DS would have to be scaled up considerably, but maybe that's yeah. where you're getting the difference. That's, maybe what that's what you're paying for, right? Ma- yeah, that's maybe what you're paying or, for. Or... From the Wii U scale down, right? If it is primarily a sure. handheld device. So, so that right, is we'll fascinating, see. though, the way you would say uh, th- that Mario Kart was all planned out and Smash mm-hmm. wasn't, which means that I'm guessing they had a ballpark of how many characters they I wanted so, to do. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if they reached Bayonetta and they were like, that was really hard. We're done. Well, yeah. <laughs> and who knows if the plan was also, if these aren't selling, maybe we won't do them. Like, I don't yeah, know. Like, maybe yeah, it totally. also could have been, hey, we're testing the waters on this. If, we, we don't really know. And that's the kind of thing you never, you'll almost never get sales oh, numbers. Oh, yeah. No, no. Remember, this was the game where the creator himself said he didn't want to do DLC. Yeah. Well, so, and he said, that, and he's adamantly said he didn't start on it until the game was done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, definitely, I think they had foresight in how they designed the game, but they also patched it 
it to make the menu bigger and like change things around. I, I honestly think they had no idea how many characters they, they would do in the end. So it's $40, $42 to buy every character and stage in this game. Uh, All the DLC. Roughly. Yeah, so it's 41 Well, it depends on if you're getting it on both platforms okay. or not. If you're getting it on both, you're paying, looks like, almost 60-something bucks. Um, whereas if you are getting them on only one, you are paying closer to 40, for less than $45. So 30 how, how much is that? Forty four ninety five Something like that. So yeah. that's, that's $10 more than the... Or how much did the, did the 3DS version ship at? $39.99? It was probably 40 bucks. Interesting. Yeah. That's like so unusual for them to actually to look back at this point and go, hey, the cost of the DLC for this game actually eclipsed the cost of the game <laughs> on one platform. That's very, yeah. that's very different for Nintendo. I think that's very, you know... Normal though for every other game, if you like, yeah. look at like a, a you know an Elder Scrolls game or anything like that. Well, yeah, where you have multiple content drops. Yeah. It th- adds up. I also think yeah. it's very smart to to trickle this out because you don't get. Had they announced on day one the same mm-hmm. way EA did with like Star Wars Battlefront to be like the game sixty, the season pass yeah. fifty, people would have been furious. Well, and and more to the argument against that was that um, when that game shipped, it didn't feel like it had enough stage right. variety, and it did feel like there was a bit. Um, I don't know. It, w- it didn't feel quite as much variety in terms yeah. of weapons, in terms of stages, in terms of some of the modes people didn't really like. But Whereas you know, Smash completely, absolutely did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much content in those games. But Bayonetta cool. and Corin are fantastic. It's another great reason to fire up Smash Wii U again. I did that last night. I downloaded and imported the games for both. Um, and Bayonetta, super fast, furious, got to get in close. Does Even though she has some ranged attack, it doesn't really damage you by much. Does she match the game? Like, do you feel Absolutely. like... Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay. combos Good. are perfectly matched with how she moves. Her dodges mm-hmm. are the same as how she moves. Um, the Her down B, which sets off Witch Time, which yeah. is sort of that slow motion dodge that happens in Bayonetta. Absolutely perfect. Like, they did a really, really good job. I hope she is balanced to that game's strengths because I think that's going to be the ultimate improving down is ground is the community sort of ripping it apart and trying to figure out is she OP or not because there's already an established sort of tier list right and this Mm -hmm. thing comes with patch notes that sometimes undermine and make some changes so that some characters drop in and out of tiers according to the community because this is more than just being like here's two new characters there's also like we nerfed Diddy Kong's peanut gun or whatever it is yeah Diddy Kong in in particular has has actually undergone undergone some serious changes like that was a god tier character at one point and then it kind of uh, came down a little bit I want that on a t-shirt by the way we We nerfed nerfed Diddy Diddy Kong's peanut gun that's a great t-shirt that actually could be a really great t-shirt yeah uh, smash Wii U 3DS Um, and then there's Corrin (laughs) Corrin even though you want to complain it's another Fire Emblem character still feels really unique Uh, I like that it is sort of a a mix between how Robin feels uh, so Robin is primarily a spellcaster, but there are some melee moves to that character. Um, it's a nice cross between that and like a Marth to me, mm-hmm. um, but w- way more range. Like uh, Corin and the special attacks specifically that turn into like those Dragon Fang uh, kind of moves. Those are really cool. Like I think uh, I can't wait to see what the community does with these two characters in terms of play style, in terms of like how combos work. Um, hopefully, the next big Smash tournament they'll be allowed. We'll see. I can't unsee this. Um, our NVC Facebook group, somebody posted a picture of uh, a Corrin player named On the Cob. Mm. And, like, I just can't. Corn on the Cob. Oh, I, I can't. Oh, that's see it so now. good. Yeah, that's it's, really it's, good. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So, Corrin in Japanese is. is you guys uh, are awesome. The character's name is Kamui. I did yep. not learn that until last night. Yeah. Yeah. Kamui, that's the main character. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Is that just a name or does that mean something? Uh, I think I forget. Not to put you on the spot. Yeah. No, I see. I don't remember anymore. I actually named my character that. So okay. Yeah, because um, that's the default yeah, name yeah, in the game. Yeah. 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 No, and, and but in 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 Domaji in 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 English letters, I named him that. Oh, got it. Um, okay. So these are the last so two characters. Forget. 
This is the end. Uh, Smash so far. Is Smash is complete officially as of yeah, that's on it. Wii U as and 3DS. Today, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. done. And uh, what a run it was. Yeah. It was really fun. Can't wait. I mean, where do you even start on the next game? I don't even know. Like, I, I will say their, their biggest. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Mario, you're cute. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, I feel like guest characters were this really fun thing. Yeah. They took even further. Like, Brawl had Snake, but. I don't feel like the reception to Snake at first was this positive, right? Like Snake, Snake and overall Sonic, right? felt like a weird inclusion. Well, that's in why Brawl. I was asking about Bayonetta because it, it like they're the most realistic characters out yeah. of the bunch. Oh right? no, she's a little weird. Yeah. I, my first match with Bayonetta was against a Ness, and I was like, "Well, this is strange. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little, a little yeah. bizarre." Um, if you think about it like that, yes, it's a it is a grown woman beating up a child with her hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a little weird. It's a little but, weird. Yeah, um, but, but it's fun. That's no, I think know, I think. I mean, and also um, Sonic was in Brawl, right? Yeah, Sonic so was there. That was the pretty much the extent of their. Yeah, but that's like that's like the fantasy, like kid, like oh, he, I can't believe fit. it. Like, I guess there was yeah. a good reception of that. No, well, there true. was also like we had seen a couple Mario and Sonic games at that yeah. point, you know, and there was crossover. Sonic's also been in like kart racing games and stuff like that. There's mm-hmm. that sort of precedent for that goofiness. Snake did feel a little out of it, but I'm totally with you in that the next round, like they're gonna have to go even bigger than you where had they are now. Cloud and Final from Final Fantasy VII in an inter- in a Smash Brothers game. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, where do you even go from there? Oh. I don't even know. King they, K rule. Get out of here they, with that. Nobody. Yeah, I'm talking they, about go they outside. They need to give our, our Splatoon boy and Splatoon girl real yep. names and actually That's create the, those as characters. So I'm going to agree. That is the biggest drop ball for me for Smash Brothers. Yeah. I don't think they anticipated how well Splatoon was going to do in Japan. Yeah. Had they known, would it have probably been included? I think so. Yeah, for sure. But then again, Sakurai and a team of people make the call. Maybe ultimately they said, nope, we don't want to do this. By the way, it's, it's really funny. I mean, uh, I... When I play Smash Brothers now, it kind of all gels together. It it doesn't feel odd that these characters are, are characters are playing together. Maybe yeah. I'm brainwashed because I didn't feel the same way about PlayStation All Stars. Like PlayStation All Stars, I felt like it didn't feel like it as didn't good gel of a, as well of a yeah. of a mix. Like Kratos felt very weird in 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 that game with you know the PlayStation cat and well. Um, but yeah. maybe that's just because I'm so much more familiar with the Nintendo characters. Well, well that, yeah, I, th- I think so. I can't say that. I think that's a big part of it, and it's also like in terms of third party, uh, Bayonetta and. Uh, Snake were the only ones that ever really treaded into kind mm-hmm. of M-rated territory. Yeah. Also, PlayStation All-Stars called upon a bunch of franchises that I don't... Not that I don't associate with Smash Brothers, but I also didn't really see as fighting game characters, like a Big Daddy. Right. Like, it, it really made no sense to throw a, be- oh, a the Big kill Daddy zone in guy? Yeah, the Killzone yeah, guy. Yeah, that was another one. It was very I will say this. It is strange in hindsight to see that Cloud got into Smash and it wasn't in PlayStation All-Stars. <laughs> so I was considering... Final Fantasy VII's complete identity with the PlayStation as a platform. Well, I wonder like, how. I wonder if they even tried. You know, like I would love to see a documentary on the I way so. both of these games were made and how, like, who makes the phone call, who makes the call to say, "Hey, we really want to get Cloud in this game." You yeah. know, yeah. But I, I, I was. I it, it was one of the biggest. I would say it's one of the biggest surprises of this generation I, to see Cloud. It's pr- it's an impressive move, and All Stars Live, of course, was cut short in that it wasn't the success that Smash Brothers was, right? right. Which which goes to teach you like it's not just about the package and the you know and the install base and the audience that plays these games uh and about the franchises involved it's also about the gameplay and like i do think smash is just such a better game Mm -hmm. you know feel wise setup wise and 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 is much more charming so i mean kudos for pulling that off and getting cloud in in the game Mm -hmm. i gotta think though if all stars had been a success in around longer they probably would have been able to know that i honestly think that the aesthetic 
aesthetic that um, Sakurai and, and 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 everyone else working on this game has nailed is what has made Smash Brothers feel so unified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's got this consistent art style that even when they bring in characters that don't look like they would fit, they make little minor tweaks that just kind of sit into that world and just mesh in perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. very odd yeah. uh, that it is unsettling to see Bayonetta fight mm-hmm. Ness or whatever or Lucas, <laughs> but. Somehow they make it work. And yeah. I don't know. It's it's something about the tone. Like, there's just this aesthetic and style and tone to that game that makes sense that I don't think PlayStation All-Stars was ever able to truly capture. Yeah. Right. Like, you I, you almost couldn't picture, like, okay, take Earthbound. Take the way that game is presented when you fight, which is very much like Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest. Yeah. And then put a Bayonetta sprite on screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't, it doesn't work, you know? Uh-huh. Like well, that it game was... had hobos and dogs and bats and, yeah, like, yeah. just this very weird, like, adventure sort of uh, idea behind all the art direction. It's, it's like, it's like, um, like peanut butter and chocolate versus, you know, peanut butter and pickles or something like that mm-hmm. and there's like those weird people you'll meet every now and then they're like oh I really like peanut butter and you're like that's strange you're, you're not, that's not you normal you meet people like that? I've met people like that oh okay yeah, I dated a girl like that Yeah, we are not together anymore okay, okay. that was why alright but I'll not? tell you who is together now it's <laughs> Detective Pikachu and Pear so Pear tell us what's it like to solve a whodunit with a tiny electric rat by your side. <laughs> well, he's pretty. I mean, he's not. He's not the cute little electric rack, uh, rat that you uh, remember. Um, he's. I mean, Detective Pikachu's Pikachu is is a little bit of a different character. It's really hilarious. I mean, um, it is like gameplay wise, it's probably closest to like classic, you know, classic point and click adventures or like even the Telltale games. Yeah. You know, it mm. actually has a lot of voice work in it, so Pikachu talks a lot. But like right from the get go, it set this sets the scene. It shows this cute Pikachu, you know, crossing the street, and a car almost runs runs him over, and he goes Pika 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 Pika. Like he's like <laughs> with a normal voice, like rants well, at this car. And right before that scene, he's sitting on the sidewalk, sort of having a thought in his head, which yeah. is in Japanese. And then a, a pretty girl's walking by, and he's like, oh, fixes his hat. Walks out into the street, is like Pika, 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 Pika. A, a pretty, Pika. a pretty human, girl? a yeah. pretty human yeah, he, girl. Oh, I don't know. He, I don't know. He got down like that. Yeah, right. no, he's going on. no, he does. <laughs> and, but it, but it, but yes, it, does. but it's really funny. I mean, it is, it is really, um, it's a really interesting character because he is, you know, he. He doesn't. He doesn't. He meets this guy, right? Tim Goodman is the main character of this game. Uh, this human guy, and he bumps into him, and he can understand him. Like he understands Pikachu, and Pikachu, Detective Pikachu, right? Pikachu's like, you can understand me. Um, I'm sure the rest of the Pokemon didn't no have trouble other, understanding. No, Ash, none of the sorry. other, <laughs> none of the other humans can understand Pikachu. There you they go. just hear Pika Pika Pika, right? And then. Um, None of the Pokemon can understand the human guy, and so that's where you have this dynamic oh, so of like, like a translator? Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Watson. Like oh. as you play, you what? realize you're like, oh, okay, Pikachu's got to ask the ask the the Pokemon, and Tim's got to ask the human. Well, and there are mm-hmm. quick time events, so like yeah. early on, you have to sort of help P- Pikachu get back on uh, onto a, a sort of a ledge slash cart because he almost fell off. Yeah, and um, there's something else happening. You have to <laughs> yeah, duck because they know, threw like a hot dog, like a Pokemon threw a hot dog at yeah, you. Yeah, an Apom throws it at you, and you gotta you got the kind of kind of classic like circle converging on the mm-hmm. A button uh, yep. thing. It's not there's there doesn't seem to be that much of the of that interaction, but they try It starts to, with that. No, they, they try it to off like give it a little bit more life. But yeah. it's more like you walk around, you use the stick to walk around, you can use the stylus to like open dossiers and like look at stuff at the bottom. Look at the clues. At the clues. Or mm-hmm. you can just use the A button and stuff. It's not in three D by the way. Like yeah, there's no three no D in it. Um, which is funny because the uh, the graphics are are actually 
pretty good. I mean, it's a downloadable title, but Pikachu's animation is really good. I agree. It matches the voice acting. Is really the lip syncing is also very good. He, yeah. He's he's snarky. Yeah. I mean, he's really snarky and like well, you know. What was one thing he told you earlier that you you made me laugh with? It was something like, well, uh, "Don't this, just click on me when you'd like well, need me" or something like he that. He teaches you like the game teaches you all these things, right? Like mm-hmm. um, for the first time you talk to a human character, Pikachu will pipe up and the and and Tim will talk to him, and then the lady is like, "What the hell is going on?" Right? Like they and and then they decide, oh, maybe it's better that I don't speak when you're speaking to humans, right? Mm-hmm. And so you get this icon, this Pikachu icon at the bottom that says, whenever he has something to say, it'll light up. He's like, oh, Timu, Timu, Timu. You know, Choto. Like he, he'll say stuff the whole time. And mm-hmm. there's this one part where he pipes up, uh, the, I, the icon lights up and you click on it and he's like, you know, you don't just have to, like, you, you don't have to feel bad for me and just talk to me when the icon lights up. Mm-hmm. Like he basically <laughs> chastises you for only talking to him when the icon lights wow. up. Like, so it has this kind of funny, yeah. snark, quirky humor to it. The gameplay is super simple, right? Like you talk to this, um, you talk to this character, yeah, like you talk to a diggers bee and he'll tell you, oh yeah, you know, the apom has, you know, red tomato juice on his palm and like, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you gather all these clues and then you you basically get a map of the area and you're supposed to drag the icons into the right uh, places. Like, oh, where did Order you talk? Of events. Where did you talk to the diggers be? Over here, right? Like, okay. where where's the apom that has white paint? It's like over here. So you drag all these things, then you mm. get good and you move on and in pursuit of this evil apom that yeah, stole so, a necklace. Yeah, that's basically. right. So the, the case opens up with a, a theft, mm-hmm. uh, an apom for no reason, just decides to take a necklace and run. Yeah. Uh, there's two of them that causing trouble that's where the hot dog throwing came in it's super charming like he was able to absorb a lot more obviously than I did like I messed around with it for a night and was just like okay Pikachu talks a lot a couple of other things just to note um, and I've seen this posted in a few places like this Pikachu apparently loves coffee um, and he has a mysterious past they kick off with sort of a cutscene of him getting the Sherlock hat from someone else and then there's a car accident he wakes up and so there's like this crazy like almost wow. undertone of like there's more going on here well, and he's, it's fun. he's basically his, his trainer master whatever friend is no longer around I mean we don't know yeah. yet what the what the story will reveal about that sure. is, he, is he a but, Pikachu or the the Pikachu what's a, the difference well, I don't know I mean I don't know if, if you know, there's lots the of one them. at the Macy's it, it parade is, honestly, <laughs> there, you know there's the talking meowth from New Jersey that we all know and love and yeah. then there are other meowths obviously that you yes. can catch in the games and it seems to be set up the same way it's there's cute. you know your Pikachu who can talk and um, but it's it's a very very simple game gameplay wise, mm-hmm. right? Like you've seen this before. Um, but it's but it's funny and like mm-hmm. I really like how they mix up things. It has a different style too, like the world of like the humans and the the uh, the Pokemon cohabiting. Like it's it looks a little different, mm-hmm. more more like the GameCube games, really. Like yeah, it does have those, that look. You, know? yeah. you brought it over to my desk, and I was kind of remarking at how gorgeous the art style was, and especially the bottom screen yeah. of the map, how it it looks like hand drawn and sketchy. Yeah, they've got like cool. sketch art, for, for and, but no, the the star is really Pikachu in the animation, and like it'd be awesome. There's a petition out there to have Danny DeVito. Yeah, it's um, it's got almost Pikachu, fifty thousand signatures. Be, that oh, would man. be such a great match. Um, if you're into Japanese games, you have a 3DS, and um, you want to import it, like you do need to be able to read and understand some Japanese. But a lot. um, the game lets you switch it to like if you don't read kanji, you can switch it to hiragana. So yeah. like beginning players can actually read it with a dictionary. So I mean, we, we don't know if it'll ever come here. So so, you know, if you what do you think the import, chances are just based on your little on your limited time? I think it'll come out. It's just like it is quirky and funny enough to to make it mm-hmm. out here. It's it, I think it'll like people will like it because mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. it's just so weird again. But when you, know? you compare it to Telltale games, I feel like Telltale games have a certain edge in terms of like the power, the stress of the decision, and then watching the outcome. Dude, Does this game seems to entertain in a very different way? But is it entertaining enough? You Snorlax think? A, will remember that. It's no, it does so. Well. I was going to say it doesn't have. It doesn't appear to have that. It's yeah. more like a linear game. Mm-hmm. Um, Snorlax. It's you know there there is obviously there is a mystery to mm-hmm. the game. Like you know when you see the pictures and you're like oh my god there's apom and there's blood on him and no no that's that's tomato juice that's like, ketchup mm, or like, something yeah. yeah it is a you know it is a kid friendly game still but it is it has an edge and it it's has funny. way more personality than their other downloadable For experiments sure. to me like i but, feel like shuffle Cross, whatever the last one was that was also free to play at the it's so forgettable right. i don't remember i'm sorry it, um, and like, by the way, for, for all the arguments about, oh, games don't need voice acting, this is a game that really shows what happens when you add it. clever yeah. voice acting. And the Japanese acting is really good yeah. in this one. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, if it makes it over, they do a really good job on translation. They get a fun, charismatic uh, person to run it. I don't know if it's Danny DeVito. Bob I feel a little weird about that. I all right. Brian is really scared right now. He's looking at us. He is a yeah, no, I'm, that's I'm, the most that's been said about Bobcat in a while. I'm into it. All right, so next thing on the docket is Twilight Princess HD, which yeah. I got to play. There's some coverage on the site right Jealous. now. Um, very, very cool stuff. We got a graphics comparison. We have a written preview. We have a bunch of clips of the game itself. Have to say, looks a lot better than those trailers made me think it did. Um, I feel like, especially the last story trailer I saw, really kind of worried me because there were some scenes where it's like, this looks completely washed out. Some of it looks completely yeah. almost bad. We're we're in a weird spot with 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 video games now because to actually see a still of a game, it has to be uploaded from a screenshot from a press site to a Twitter account, which uh, adds its own like defractaling or whatever it is. Oh yeah, and, they used defractaling. And then you pull it up on your phone <laughs> that might load weird or it's dark or whatever. No, or even by the time you actually say a picture of it. Yeah. Even YouTube compression is the worst culprit in my mind. Like, well, the, like, the footage in-house or the footage on well, screen was 10 times you ever, better. You ever Go see ahead. one of those like memes on Facebook that just has like pic- giant pixel squares all over it? Because it's just been, it's like it's like it's some, making a copy of a copy of a copy of mm-hmm. something. So by the time you see it, and I know there was a, that thing on NeoGAF where it was basically showing uh, some of the characters in the Ilya. game. Yeah. And Ilya I thought that thread face. was hilarious. Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, I was laughing yeah. so hard. You know, Good sometimes, job, guys. Yeah, sometimes you go with, with what you can get, right? And to see those screens, I was sitting there going like, man, I'm kind of bummed out. This this is not really worth the effort. And I was hoping this would look better than it did. And then you came back to the office with a bunch of footage. And I was like, yes, it does. It yeah. looks gorgeous. It's, yeah. But I also want to manage expectations, right? Yes. Like the geography, like the objects look the same. It's mm-hmm. not like the if you thought the trees look kind of behind the times, which we all did when the game came out, mm-hmm. right? Like the kind of cardboard uh, origami yeah. trees. Yeah. They're still like that. It's just that they did clean up the textures and and some of the image, imagery we have seen online that does not look diff- uh, different from the GameCube version, I don't feel like are representative of what it actually looks like. Well, the lighting looks, it looks nicer on a TV screen too. It, it looks look very nicer. gray in a lot of the pictures. Yes, yeah. Um, um, there's but, also, it is, but it does not look as vibrant as the but GameCube one. clearing it up as much as they had with like the upgrade in texture resolution with the lighting specifically, mm-hmm. um, it, it does a great job of making the game look better, but it also brings to light like some imperfections like those trees yeah. mm-hmm. specifically. Or even like if you look at the thumbnail, uh, the thumbnail of the, or one of the thumbnails we have of the graphics comparison, Link is holding a key in front of him, and I bet you didn't notice that much that his thumb actually goes through 
that guard that he wears yeah. on his sword hand. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh man, I never noticed that there before. And there's a lot of that I feel happening. I feel like some of the canyons and especially like the exterior environments still look a little weird to me, but Overall, like playing through that game again uh, for the time that I got to spend with it. So I got to play with uh, Slight Spoiler for the next mm -hmm. 10 seconds, run away. I got to play with Temple of Time, which is a late game dungeon, um, yep. much later on in the campaign, um, which is a cool dungeon, by the way. Like I really like that space. Uh, and I also like the um, Sky Temple and as mm -hmm. well as uh, Snow Peak. Snow Peak is really cool. Um, but I got to play creepy. through some of those mm -hmm. areas. Oh, you're being lied to the whole time in the temple. It's amazing. It's so um, good. Yeah, um, and like I really like Jared, uh, Jared Petty. Like, yeah, uh, he's in that. Yeah, I, I, I recognize him. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like the the geometry on like maybe some of the 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 mountains looks a little looks a little uh, old. Yeah, but mm -hmm. overall the feel, the way it plays, like I was really happy with it overall, and I'm excited to play it now. Yeah, and I I I, I share your enthusiasm for the game. I, I I had forgotten how many cool areas and things are in there, right? And like I do think the beginning is a slog. And seeing you play through that again, I'm like, I, I love how it sets up the end in the very beginning. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. And I love that. And in hindsight, it's so cool that that happens. But when you're playing the beginning and you're returning as other player, you feel like it drags a little bit. It does drag. Once you get out, it gets really, really cool. There's so many cool areas to um, to explore. Now, but... There has been, I mean, I've seen a lot of negative comments even on the, the new footage that um, that you showed. Mm -hmm. And, like, one thing it isn't, it is not a complete redo of the game. It is yeah. definitely running in higher resolution, and it's not just, they didn't just flip the resolution. Like, the textures are redrawn. Some textures are outright, like, replaced and new. Um, there's more that went into updating the game than I think people people um, see. So um, would, would you say this is less of a remake than, say, what Grezzo did with... Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Oh, oh yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good way to sort of manage it, expectations. And it's then. less than Uncharted Collection too. Like if you play Uncharted right. Collection, right? Like they did a lot more to the graphics cleanup. Yep. Like you go into the first game, and you're like, wow, that's it looks very vibrant, even though it doesn't look as good as the, like the later Uncharted's. Mm -hmm. um, but but it's awesome. I I think people when they see it running on their TV, they'll they'll say oh, it looks a lot better than what I remember. But it comes, it is Twilight Princess warts and all. Yeah. It has yeah. the beautiful animations in the cutscene and the really stiff running around. Like yeah. Link, Link's animation is very stiff, right? Well, when he's running around and when he's um, swimming, it looks much better. There are other parts parts of the game, like cutscenes, where it does look better versus just general walking and running yeah. and, in general. And it has the awkward like animation loops, right? When you have uh, the wolf sitting there and like goes through like the same animation while while you're you know if if you hit the A button, it'll advance, but like it's stuck and they do that weird kind of like not a, Street Fighter ready but animation. But that's really right? small stuff too. I feel like yeah. that was the first game that when they approached it, the characters didn't stay stuck in that animation until you hit A. They kind of finished and would just wait until you got to the next moment right. in either what they had to say or in the story. Like I feel like that game in particular, especially given the time it came out, it was basically a lot of give and take where some of it did look dated and some of it did try to catch yeah. up with where presentation was at the time. Obviously outside of voice acting, which is another thing. Someone Ooh. put like, I saw as a comment and I'm just like, why are you expecting that? This is a remake of this is not a remake. This is a re-release of Twilight Princess, warts and all, like you just mm -hmm. said. Where does that expectation well, come the expectation from? Expectation is when you charge, you know, almost it's full price. Basically, I think it's full right? price, and yeah. that's yeah, it is full I think price. that's where the expectation comes in. It's like, hey, as a person who paid full price for this game before, what is what is the reason? What is my reason for checking it out again mm -hmm. when I'm paying the same price now, ten years later? And mm -hmm. like. 
Yeah, it's great. It runs on the new but console. It's, but it's clearly a nostalgia play. Like, it's clearly the same play that, like, Majora's Mask was, Ocarina of Time were, although those were more effort doesn't put make, into, Doesn't make sure. the pricing right, though. It doesn't. I'm and, not going to say that. And that's, like, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, like, they felt different because of the upgraded visuals. And, like, mm-hmm. you said it best, right? It's like, that's what you remember it looking like. Right. Yeah. But it didn't actually look like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, even Wind Waker, you know, Wind Waker felt like more of an upgrade and partially it's because Wind Waker's art style is so timeless, right? The whole like game, that game just yeah. looks so good and it in was general. much more blurry in its original release. Like in hindsight, when you see it in HD, it just looked so gorgeous. Yeah, I Whereas agree. Twilight Princess is, it absolutely looks nicer. So people saying it looks like crap, it doesn't look like crap. It has some really gorgeous moments. The lighting doesn't all look that flat. There's some really vibrant, yeah. nice looking stuff in there too. But it is... It is not a full. To me, it's not a full price redo of the original. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's that's. So where you think that's people... risky of them to price it at full price? Yeah, and and the but the the reason why it works again is it has an amiibo in it, mm-hmm. right? Like you are getting a Wolf Link amiibo, and it's a nice looking amiibo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it looks really cool. You have a gallery that, of that too on the side. You're getting that with the base package. What's do we know the price of the digital download? Like for Twilight I, Princess yeah. standalone. I have to look that up. Yeah, and like th- I think that's the big question, right? Like I'm I have no problem playing paying full price because it has the amiibo See, in it. See, I just sure. think the big question is if you are a fan of this and you've played it, obviously mm-hmm. you have the choice of are you going to buy this or not. If you didn't play it, it's definitely a game that I would recommend worth checking out mm-hmm. because it is Zelda Twilight Princess in all of its warts and all. And that game had You've said this once, Brian. Very high highs, and yeah. in some places, very low lows. Yeah, I, I so think it, I think it's it a has, mix of both. It, I, yeah, it has some of the best temples in the entire Zelda oh, history. So I'd good. Say. I mean, yeah. some, some of them are just incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to. I'm really interested to play, to play this. I think you bring up a good point, Pear. That it's it's a little weird that I'm going going to be spending the same price for it in 2016 as I did in what. 2007, 2008. Well, especially when you when you think about like when uh, other updated remasters, if you want to call them that, or re-releases, actually cut the price in order to you know sell. Like it does look kind of selfish yeah. for Nintendo. Well, you yeah. mentioned the Uncharted collection, right? It's yeah, three, it's games, three for, games for sixty bucks. Three really yeah. good games. Yeah. So this is different. And I don't yeah, like. I mean, that, I'd that wasn't see... a huge bump. Like Uncharted collection from PS3 to PS4. Let's not pretend that's a huge yeah. leap. It looks. Here. It looks. It looks, looks good. It doesn't look like. To be fair, those games always looked really good. Yeah. You know? No, they were made with like the technology but, of what, 2008, 2000? Yeah. Oh, well, Uncharted 1 was 2008 or 2007. But I mean, it's, it's, a, it's effectively a, a one generation jump yeah. mm-hmm. between both of, both of these games that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I think, though, what really fascinates me about this is A, um, I go back and play a lot of the Zelda games for some reason, and I think I know why, but I had never gone back and really replayed Twilight Princess. It's probably because every time I sat down to I the see, first I few did. hours pushed me away. Yeah. But I haven't in a while. Yeah. And I think when I went, uh, I think I went back about two years ago, two, three years ago, Jose's always got me thinking about going get, back and playing through Zelda games. <laughs> every time you talk to me, I've been, every time I talk to you, I've you're playing, playing like, one of them. So I, I'm playing like, five right now. I, like, I anyway. played through Link's Awakening <laughs> from start to finish last weekend because I, I absolutely love that game. I'm going to mm-hmm. do the Oracle of Ages and Seasons games next. Mm-hmm. Um, Nice. Because I miss them, you know, and they're, and they're mm-hmm. great games. But this was the one where I went to go back two years ago, and I was like, oh, that's right. It's pointer controls, and there's that a lot of, like, flicking the wrist and stuff like that to play it on the Wii. And it didn't look great hooked up. And I was like, yeah, the first few hours kind of pushed me away. And I just stopped playing it. And I liked that game a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to go back and try it again. I'm a little hesitant to be like, I'm playing the GameCube version now. It's going to be completely mirrored. Uh-huh. So I think my muscle memory in my brain is going to be like, 
do I go left here or go right here? Dude. It is confusing. I did yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. So I've been playing. Uh, actually, I've been playing a little bit of each version. I don't uh, know how you're doing. So um, I'm just working on a, a bunch of things, and the best way for me to get ideas is to play the game of the moment or the game that I'm mostly thinking about. And in this case, um, yeah, it was really weird because I turn off like the GameCube version, power up the Wii version, then go to make a left. Like, oh wait, it's on the right this time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. it caught me completely off guard. I think about the first time I unlocked Mirror Mode in Mario Kart 64, and mm-hmm. I drove on Toad's Turnpike, mm-hmm. and every time I was like, "This is a left," and it was like, "Ah!" I just crashed into a truck. <laughs> like that's that's. A, I mean, there's no trucks yeah. in Zelda, but that's a worry, right? Yeah. Like there, I, there are big cows. But on the on the flip side, I think it's going to help make the experience kind of feel fresh and new for me again. Mm-hmm. And I'm super excited to play through this yep. again. I, They've. I'm, I think the amiibo is gorgeous. I think the art looks really cool. Yeah. You were talking about the music a little bit. That's yeah, the one thing that I'm yeah, kind of the music like, is. It, it, I don't think they've updated the sound of this game the same, at all. Yeah. yeah, which at the time even felt very criticized in reviews, having like sort of a MIDI based sound instead of something that was fully orchestral mm-hmm. at the time. Um, I will say though, some of their auditions are really cool. Like Hero Mode is basically the Wii version. The images uh, mirror reversed. And the consequence of ha- making mirror mode this way is that unlike Wind Waker where you can toggle back and forth at will, yeah. this one, once you commit to one side, you're stuck there until you start to save follow. Mm-hmm. Um, weird thing in, we're, in Wii mode, I mean, excuse me, in hero mode is that I couldn't aim in first person. Everything was third person. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's I, I almost wonder, is that the Wii version of the game? Like, did they update those assets too? Like, it, I really want to know hmm. how this got made. Yeah, I really, that's so really weird. want that's to fascinating. know. Um, but then they have the Amiibo support, which almost feels like a reaction also to some early reviews to that game. So if you remember, a lot of reviews when that game came out were criticizing that the combat had gotten too easy. Yeah. Like, Link is so powerful as, as a character and you learn these really advanced techniques but it's not like Ocarina of Time where you had enemies like the one of the Stoffels that you had to wait for your opening or the wolf you had to wait until it took a swing at you yeah. in order to land a blow there aren't enemies at least in the first half of Twilight Princess that work that way yeah. so when you swipe again in Dorothy Mimo and you're taking double damage it make it, you know you put yourself at risk at least if you do take a hit and yeah. then if you really want to be a, a maniac which Nintendo kept trying to get me to do, and I was like, no, I don't want to do this. Hero mode with Ganondorf, four times the damage on each hit. <laughs> it's Bloodborne now. So what does that man, what does, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. what does that look like? Like you're fighting a boss, and is it is it like... One... I was in the Cave of Shadows, and I died. Uh-huh. It was painful, because oh, I had that. I was doing fine. Oh. They're like, oh, why don't you swipe Ganondorf? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And how long does that last? Can you unswipe it? Once it's game over, it goes away. <laughs> yeah. Then you gotta oh. swipe again. Yeah. Yeah. So you can you can opt in to make any area harder, and then much. Mm-hmm. to get out of it, just die. It kind of feels like that. But that's, there's no that's reward or anything. It's basically fans who want to have the extra yeah. challenge, and I'm maybe sure someone's gonna use it in Twitch yeah. streams and right. show speed runs. I'm sure yeah. someone's gonna set a speed run record yeah. for d- four times damage hero mode. Mm-hmm. Twilight Princess. Oh, HD. I can't wait that to see that. Really Let's fun. go. I yeah. can't wait to see that. How, how by the way, how is the aiming with the gamepad? Because fine, like, you yeah. can tilt the gamepad up and down, and it'll it'll move the reticular. Yeah, right? so fine. Just like uh, if you're playing Splatoon again, like I, I mm-hmm. play Splatoon with motion on, so I'm okay with that. You can obviously switch those off. Um, a lot of the gamepad. Functionality mirrors what they did with Wind Waker, which I think is really smart. You know, so you have the hot swap for inventory, you have the map there at all times. Um, you can scan an amiibo. Apparently, you can unlock 50 stamps, and they have 
the Hylian script as part of it, like you have oh, the cool. alphabet. I think that's dangerous because someone's going to start spelling some naughty words. In my opinion, like how are you going to even police that? You well, know, they, the people, the moderators need to learn a new language. Apparently, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be Hylian experts. I mean, it took me two seconds to think yeah. that up. I just hope that someone got paid to think about that. Yeah, um, that's cool. What else is there? I think oh, that, you can that's play. You it. can play with the uh, Pro Controller yep, if you want to. Just play like Wake Maker so, HD. So if you're worried about battery uh, life on your gamepad, yep. you have the original battery that that's going to solve that issue right? but you can't play yeah. with a Wii remote and nunchuck nope. no you can't okay. not in that's, that's interesting I mean that's a big change from how Nintendo used to think about yeah. games right yeah. like the fact that the motion control has been sidelined like that mm-hmm. is an interesting topic I think for NX too so we'll Which see what I'm, happens there I'm personally totally okay with because I think like what Jose was saying before how people were, uh, criticized the game for having simplistic con- uh, combat I think that was sort of compounded by the fact that the combat was simple, but your motion movements and the actual physical exertion to go through was not. Yeah. I mean, they, they basically mapped A mm-hmm. button to swiping in any direction when yeah. really mm-hmm. it was just tapping the A button. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's all I really wanted to do. And it's a lot of the reason. It wasn't like Skyward Sword where you had direct Which right. I want yeah. right. to talk to you a little bit about that because you oh, said on this me. show that the, the combat in Skyward Sword, you didn't like it as much because it turned sort of the enemies into a little bit of a puzzle where there was a bit yeah. of a drag. You couldn't take them out quite as quickly. A couple of reasons. I, okay, okay, wait, I'm coming back. Yeah. So I was playing that game like two weeks ago. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. You know where to find me. And I like that. Like, I do like that. I like that there's a bit more nuance to combat. Granted, it is still rooted in the same style that Ocarina of Time has worked. And I really hope that Zelda Wii U makes effort to change some of that because think about it. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, uh, The Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, all sort of based on that same combat system. I think it might be time to let go just a little bit. You know, keep Z-targeting but find another way to kind of do it. But why? It was so good. Um, but because the complaint was, at least in Twilight Princess, this is easy. And maybe yeah. the, the, the flip side is make the enemies harder. Give well, them more, less openings. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fewer. Um, Fewer. Yeah, Thank but you. they're, you know, the Zelda games have always been really good at letting you use your your different types of weapons, right? You'll, you'll encounter a, a beetle with a metal shield and you use the hook shot yeah. to take away the metal shield. And before that, you go around and hit it from the back. Like, mm-hmm. it has these really cool puzzles. And there's some um, that you can't take away the that shield. You, and, and you play at your own pace. My issue with Skyward Sword, and by the way, that's, it's a, it's not, it didn't ruin the game for me and it's not every enemy, but it did introduce waiting into combat where you're waiting for the Deku Baba mouth to open this way to swipe right. this way and then you're waiting for it to turn again and like it did I don't wait it's called skill it no it slowed down <laughs> combat a little bit for maybe I'm maybe I'm old Jose I'm just kidding it, I'm, I'm yeah. totally kidding those long arms they just swing yeah, faster that's right that's um, totally. built, for, built for waggle and, 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 and the other thing is <laughs> built for waggle and speed that's mean and, <laughs> whatever wherever that's going that's right. terrible I mean with the game I'm not talking about anything else God, mm-hmm. I'm not finished I and know you are the other issue was that it was not 100% accurate and that was one of my core complaints so, with the Wii U so I agree even with Motion Plus I agree it does take some getting used to, and that's something that I think gamers have a low tolerance for. Yeah. It's the reason why most people turn off motion control is because if they're not lining up good shots in the first couple of minutes, they're and, like, I'm done with this. And I'm going to 
do this the way I've known how to do it for my entire life. Yeah, and Link goes, Glinks comes into the, the dungeon there, two Stalfos attacking him, and he says, hold on a second, I gotta calibrate my sword. Beep, broom, no, beep, broom, no, see, that's beep, not broom. that's not how combat unfolded at I the Otero that. house. Uh, that's how the game starts every time, and I think that's a bummer, but I feel like it, it was got out less of whack for me. It, it, oh, it, it did was, for me all the time yeah. too. I would check my phone. You guys got to stop swinging or? like no. Conan the Barbarian. That's the problem. You're from Germany. I know that this is a problem. I, no, I'm well, guessing. Jose, my problem with it was you would you would play that game. You'd play the game for like thirty hours. Conan right? is not German. Uh, maybe he's German. He's and Austrian. I, I like to play. I don't play Zelda games in like like I'm playing Europe the Witness now. I can play the Witness for sixty minutes at a time before I'm like I'm done. My brain's cooked. Yeah. But Zelda, I can <laughs> I can play that for seven hours straight, like yeah. without even thinking. So you don't want it to be a workout. Not that it is. Well, not only that, but it's also like part of that seven hours is sometimes I'm I'm like I put my phone down for a second, I go in the other room to get a bite to yeah. eat or something like that. I come back. Oh, and you're tethered to that thing, so the controller. Yeah, tethered to it, and it's also like if you let it alone for for too long, it, it forgets who you are. You come back, it's like recalibrate. That's a system problem. That's yeah. not a that's not and a then, Zelda. Well, problem I mean, me. it turned out being a gameplay right. problem. And, we got to move are, on. But, but last thoughts. But go. no, but those are all the like Skyward. I, I think gets a bad rap because of some of those issues. Like when mm-hmm. it when it doesn't work, it's irritating. Like you you'll fight an enemy and you're like I swiped sideways. Like why is it reg- registering yep. differently? Right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it annoys you, and that just wasn't See, present with Wind Waker, where you hit A and it always worked. And so that's why s- some of those moments stick out in my memory. Sure. There are lots of moments where t- it worked beautifully. Yeah, and I loved it. And I will tell you where yeah. the t- uh, the Lanrio Temple. That area, which sets off an awesome cutscene, which then sets off your first fight with the imprisoned. That sequence of events is some of my favorite Zelda that I think I've played. Yeah, because great moments. That, that temple, game. that temple is so much fun. That was an hour, uh, yeah. maybe a little more, where I was like, I have to figure all of this out. And I'm also there's a rule in the Otero House where if you start a temple in Zelda. You don't go to bed till it's done. Like it has really? to be one sitting. Yes, I do not like picking up the pieces to try to figure out what I was trying to think of. Huh. I hate that. Uh, I, I would I would have been awake through. for a three day weekend for the water temple on N sixty four the first time I played that. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. Like, Jose, let me go to sleep. That's how I that's left how my N sixty four on. Too, yeah, because you couldn't save everyone. Um, yeah, you got. I'm I am uh, Zelda Jesus then because it always works out. Jesus. I'm in and out in an hour. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we've got to talk about. Uh, Actually, a really good topic, which is what's going to happen with NX and E3. We'll be right back. Jose Otero here with Per Schneider and Brian Altano. Hello. And for our next topic, we went a little long on Zelda, which I regret, but I always love when what? we talk about Zelda on this podcast. I could, I could have gone for days. another three years. I could too. Maybe we should experiment more with a format My favorite for franchise. Zelda uh, specific sort of talk. Huh. Uh, look forward to that, folks. Yeah. So next uh, thing on the list, it's something that kicked off in our minds because of something that happened this week. So this week, EA moved its press conference, meaning it is not participating in E3 the way it used to participate. Pear, why don't you give a little background before I present the topic at hand? 
Well, I mean, it's I pretty think much that. EA wants to, uh, E3 is a closed event usually, and EA wants its experience at E3 to be open, mm-hmm. right? And like we've we've seen other companies do this, by the way, in the past. Nintendo like, World Championship. They have been, right. you know, Nintendo did the World Championship. They have been people, uh, remember gathering of developers? They yeah. used to like build a tent outside of E3. I think a couple of years ago, didn't Ouya like rent a parking lot and got in trouble with, uh, with There's something know, weird the US, like that. Yeah. Uh, the oh, yeah, so like there are all truck. these things. Obviously, EA is doing it as part of e- uh, of of E3, they're part of the ESA. They are part of E3, um, Electronic doing, Software Association. Yeah. For those who don't know, and they're you know EA wants to carve out a piece of competitive gaming as they as they call it, um, and want to make more of a party out of it. Right. So this set off the question: mm-hmm. Would Nintendo end up taking that time slot? Which EA's press conference is normally on a Monday. Prime um, spot. Prime spot. I. Think the uh, and will they have a conference? More importantly, that's the bigger question, right? We'll we'll yeah. we'll talk. We'll get to the E3. Um, you know, do they take EA's time slot? I think the answer is no, but we'll get to that. Does Nintendo take the stage with NX being imminent? Do you go back to the stage to make that announcement? I say yes. You think so? And I've said yes before and looked <laughs> bad because they didn't go back. Yeah, <laughs> but I, mean, I will say that. Wait, wait a new console, a new platform deserves that spot, deserves that attention. So there's. This amazing ebb and flow that happens at every press conference, and by now, if you care about video games, you're if you're like me, you've seen a thousand of them. And when they go really well, there is nothing like them in the world. There's this palpable electric energy in the room. When they, people see something they like and you get that crowd response that you can't get in the pre-taped Nintendo Direct, there's something amazing. When something breaks or screws up, like Nintendo's uh, Ravi Drums Wii Music thing. Wait, wait, wait. But I don't think you're giving them enough credit. I mean, I think the digital event was successful the year before when they showed I, Zelda. I, I love their I digital events. I think last year they ran into some problems. And they ran into some serious problems. There was no Zelda Wii U in there. Right. The Metroid Prime Federation Force footage was lame. Yeah. Yoshi's Woolly World, again, regardless of how awesome that package was, that was kind of rough. And then... Ending with Mario 30th was a little weird because on one hand, it's a celebration, right? You're like, yes, Mario's 30 years old. On the other, this is not a new, like, exciting game announcement. This is something we're excited for. It raised expectations there. Yeah, Mario's 30, here's something special. You were expecting something. Even if it was like two seconds of Mario next. Yeah. Well, I I think that they don't do, to be fair. That that had less to do with the format and more to do with the content. That's that's true. Had you taken that exact same press conference and put it in front of a live audience, I don't think it would have fared any better. Mm. So that's really what I'm saying is that, like, if they have something to show for the NX, it has to really wow to be like, we want that crowd response. Like, remember the times when we first saw a Zelda game? Like, what was it? Was it Skyward Sword? The first time we saw that? Where, or Twilight Princess? Twilight Princess? Where there was With that... Conan the Barbarian yeah. music. Yeah. Where, where the audience yeah. went crazy. Yeah. And you could watch that video on YouTube. It's got tons of views. People are really... Like, it's a, just a, an amazing moment in video game history. And I don't think it would have worked as well in a direct. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, that, what was it? The first time we saw Zelda Wii U was at, at the Spike Game Awards. That was in front of a live audience, right? No, the first time we saw Zelda Wii U was, was at the digital event okay. when they broadcast it online. And we were losing our minds behind the stage. In Let's the war room. pretend. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. in the war room. It was me, you, and Perry. We were yeah. like, yeah. oh, my yep. God, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. but it was, a li- it was the limited short look, but very successful. Yeah, but, right? but who yeah. cared about the stage yeah. then? Yep. Like, we were on the edge of our seats dying to talk about it. I remember you and Fran ran to, got together and did a rewind theater yeah. for it. Like, the excitement was still there. The energy was still there. For sure. But I don't know if that energy transfers really to a platform announcement. A platform and I wonder if that if that 
sort of demands a stage presence. Uh, hmm. I think yes. I think, you know, uh, we talked a couple of episodes ago, you, you were adamant that they need to announce now, right? They need to if move it's with the, If they're selling it this year, which I yeah. think if they wait till E3, they're not selling it this year, but keep going, sorry. Yeah, it's very, very possible. Yeah. They have Zelda, which is highly anticipated. A crowd pleaser will draw a reaction from the crowd. No matter what's going to happen, we know what they're going to show is going to be cool. Just seeing the snippets of the artwork in the world, we know they're going to have a good showing of that game. Secondly, yes, it's time, right? Like they need to, <laughs> they need to go. If if Zelda is it, and there is not another like Super Mario Galaxy three for for Wii U, or or you know we haven't heard anything about the next Pikmin. Like if there's nothing major on those titles. And X is the big announcement, and platforms need a little bit of showmanship. Yeah. The problem, though, again, Jose, is that there is no replacement for Iwata right now. No. As a showman, as mm-hmm. someone who That's gets up on stage yeah. and pulls the 3DS out of their pocket, you can say maybe Reggie is going I was gonna to say be that Reggie guy, can do that. Yeah. But Reggie does not speak for NCL, and this would be the first unveiling of. Uh, of a console that all the investors in Japan and the market in Japan is looking for. Like, Nintendo is a so darling old school company You don't put that in the hands of Nintendo of America's boss. I feel boss. like that needs to come from someone, you know, maybe so then it's Miyamoto. Miyamoto. Maybe it's Miyamoto, Miyamoto is the guy and says, yeah. this is why the, NSA, uh, the, the NX is going to be the big thing. Yep. Um, even though I, he's more creative and even though he said... I'm not as involved with this one this time yeah. around, which he did say that. Kimishima is not going to be the guy to do the, here's the NX in my pocket, like however big that pocket has to be for yeah. this thing. Um, but I, I do think, I, I think there will be a life unreveal component to this um, because they need to be, they need to make more of a splash. It has to be the, here's why it's big. Now, the only thing mm-hmm. that could happen is that the NX is not the device that is going to please a E3 gamer audience. Like if if it is different, if it is more like a Mitomo target audience. Sure. Then, I don't think that's then fair. E3 is not going to be the event for it. No. And they will, no. would yeah. never trot it that's, out that's, on stage. That is also a good yeah. point. Um well I think it puts them in a weird spot, especially I mean obviously for us to do our jobs, there has to be games on the show floor as well, right? That's just how coverage works. And like it or not, they had a bunch of games at E3 last year that we got to play, like, you know, um, Metroid Soccer or whatever it was and a bunch of other games. There was the Animal Crossing board Which game. Which was fun, right? Let's not slag it. I know. I had yeah, a good yeah. time with it. But, yeah. I mean, even the smallest titles got their own it space was smaller. on the show floor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at a spot where support of the Wii U is starting to die down. You know, there's going to be a few games. Star Fox will be out by then, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Um, Zelda will hopefully have something more concrete on. Uh, there's not a ton of official first-party stuff that's, like, on the horizon for 3DS just mm-hmm. yet. Um, maybe E3 is a, a place where you do that. So that really leaves the NX for putting booths on the floor where people can go and actually play them and come back and talk about them. Nintendo has a gigantic booth at E3, just like EA did. EA actually is not on the show floor this year, which mm-hmm. also, totally other question, leaves a huge EA-shaped hole in the middle of that <laughs> hall. Uh, who the knows letters who, EA yeah, yeah, in the hall? <laughs> who knows who's going to fill that? Like Their booth is booming and gigantic. Nintendo's is is incredible. It's it's the size of a football field. Yeah. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm always it's 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 always the most magical part of E3 is walking up to that the first time. We get there a day early. We try to peek under the curtain, and teamsters get mad at us. And we come by with the cameras angled like that, try to snap pictures and stuff. But I'm very fascinated in seeing what they actually put on the show floor for for 
press and for gamers to play because that's going to be indicative of how far along everything is. Mm. Um, I think nothing. I, th- I don't think there will be any hands-on NX anything. Really? Yeah. So you think then it's not being sold this year is what you're telling me. I, I don't know if, that. It's not if it's wait, I was very confident I was very confident it would come no, out in 2016. Back this car up. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. So wait a minute. Um we we you when it was unveiled which was mm-hmm. uh, I want to say 20 oh, whatever year. Yeah. I, who mm-hmm. cares right now? Mm-hmm. It was shown one year and then the following E3 was shown again and we saw that it was it went through undergone some changes. It wasn't mm-hmm. just the tech demos we saw the year mm-hmm. before and then it sold that November. Yeah. You think then NX this will be the same case? Show it at E3, then show it again at next year's E3. Well, to be to be fair, the Wii U at the first E3 it was it was shown um, was not playable on the show floor for most people. You yeah. could actually there was an upper level they built that you went up there and it was very rudimentary tech. No, you could you could play it the year it was shown because I didn't work with you guys, but I yeah. worked for One Up and I remember uh, fun fact it was my birthday yeah. online super early. I was among the first to get to it that day. Uh, and I got to play it. Was and this the one upstairs? No. Uh, you guys had your fancy little upstairs area. Oh. I wasn't, uh, again, I didn't work for IGN back then. I right. worked for 1UP uh, for instead, and I had oh, to go man. that route. I oh. also didn't know I didn't have to stand there. I could have gone through someone else. But I know that at the time, uh, I was whatever. like this young kid at E3. Yeah. But it was um, a lot of tech demos, and it was very similar to the first time the DS was ever shown off, where there was a bunch of games that never actually... Uh, became anything, mm-hmm. uh, such as the mm-hmm. Zelda tech demo, which was the one where you basically just sure. moved a camera around. Uh, and the DS had the same thing. There was an actual, there was a Sonic game where mm-hmm. you had to rub on the bottom screen really hard to get right, him to, right. to get a 3D Sonic to run. Um, so I, I'm anticipating that there might not be full actual games playable on the show floor, but if there are microcosmic experiences that you can go up and say, well, this is, I have an idea of what this is like. Uh, granted, we know nothing about the way this platform is going to actually function mm-hmm. and what its what its thing is going mm-hmm. to be that's going to separate it from anything else. Yeah, I think it's going to be a glass case show. I, I think there will be an X at the booth in a glass case that everybody's going to stand around, snap pictures, and it's going to have you know like well, concept cap- demos and all that kind of stuff. I don't think they'll be hands on. Okay, we'll see. Um, um, and and you know like my I I keep on going back and forth between will it come out this year or not. All the indicators are there, yes, right? If the Wii U doesn't get a lot of software, that will leave a big gap. That could be filled by lots of software for the 3DS, but guess what? We are not seeing a lot of software for the right. 3DS, And They also right? just and reported uh, that 3DS had a bad Christmas, yeah. pretty much. And, so, and then the other wild card is we don't know what the NX is. Again, it could be the NX could be a birth of a new platform that lets you play games from all machines. It could be the virtual console device, which is not this big, exciting, oh my God, look at the graphics kind of device, right? right? That you just have to go hands-on. Yeah, we don't know. And that that is the big question for this for this device. So I'm I'm, you know. I'm wavering a little bit on my resolution that this is going to be a 2016 <laughs> machine, yeah. given that we still haven't heard much. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's going to be shown. Okay. Maybe. Ryan, so I, yeah. I don't think – did you put an answer on this? Like do you think they'll return to the stage to announce NX? Um Well, do you, want, do you want what I want or what I think is going to happen? Both. Because what I want is a live show with tons of surprises and Dancers. a huge audience. And what I think is going to happen is something pre-taped and very controlled. All right. Really? Yeah. I think because of what you guys sort of insinuated that they don't exactly have – we don't really know like Kimishima's stage presence yet. 
right? Like if he can really come out there and pull something out of his pocket and wow the room. I mean, wouldn't... he could come out and pull something out of his pocket. The question is, are we be excited by that or not? <laughs> <laughs> he totally could do that. Anyone could do that. Anyone could do that. Yeah. I was always, I think, well, it depends because I I, you need a guy like Reggie to pull out a console. He Reggie's the only, not, not because of, of uh, who he is, but because he has, he's a, a large man, a very tall man. I remember when he first pulled the Wii. I'm taller. You are. We found you, out. But you could, really? Yeah. He can take you, though. <laughs> he's like he's way more massive muscle right, than you. Finish your thought because we gotta move Reggie, on. Right? Reggie pulled the Wii out of his pocket, right? That one time. The first Did time he? we ever saw the console was was Reggie. And we've gone off so. the cliff. No, really. And that was a that's a big box. Is that it's bigger. True? It's Does just, anybody remember it's that? It's bigger than 3DS. All, All right. right so listen, uh, if, you're, if, dream this? if no. you're listening to us right now and you're still here, uh, that was that was a bit of a we went a little long there. But I want you to write in. Let yeah. us know. So we've had this topic before. Clearly how we want Nintendo to go back on stage, and they haven't. But this is a year unlike any other because there is the next thing right around the corner. So my question to you, should Nintendo take the stage to announce an X or not in 2016, E3 2016? Write us at nvc at IGN.com. Let us know. We got two topics, but we don't have enough time, so we're going to pick one. Uh, number well, one or number two? two? Topics? Uh, it's either next mobile game talk. Yep. Which Kimishima says uh, will feature a familiar character, and I have an interesting thing Mario, around that. Let's do that. No. Let's do that. Uh, nope. Or financial results with Amiibo sales. Which one do you want? Ding, ding, uh, let's, let's, ding, do, let's do that. Let's game speculation. That's more fun. Okay. So yeah, if you want the financial results, there's a, there's a list on IGN of the best-selling Amiibo by region. Uh, it's very shocking because yep, yep, in yep. North America, Link's number one, and Peace Bowser's number two. Peace and Link yeah. number one. Uh, in in Japan, it's the Splatoon character. I love how we're not going to talk about it. What you talking about? What was Europe? All right. Number, uh, who's number Europe, one in Europe? Number one in Europe with a bang, classic Mario. Yeah. It's a good list. Uh, and there are no Animal Crossing characters on the North American But you can find 10. plenty in stores right now. Yeah. So oh, yeah. let's move on. All right, then, too. Sorry. If you want a better financial results breakdown, we'll do that next week. We're just sure. short for time. Nintendo's next mobile game will feature a familiar character, says president and CEO, or if that's his title, uh, Kimishima himself. This seems weird to me for him to be saying this. So <laughs> Why does soon? it feel weird? Like because Mitomo isn't even out the door yet. Okay, and I I'm I have said Logically. on the show I have faith in I I don't know what Mitomo is yet. I know what I saw when when they announced it. I've seen the slides myself. They went over it again this show talking about how it ties into my Nintendo and NX and they have plans and registration pre registration sites start here and it launches in Japan on whatever day right. in March. But um, we don't know what the game part of it, what what the game is, if or any. if it is a game. If it's yeah. more like leaning For, on communication and, and on all these things, and by their by their conversations, by how they've explained it, it sounds like it leans on communication. Exactly. I, I think it is the latter, and you're basically answering your your own question, right? Mm. Like, first of all, I think every person. Uh, Kimishima meets with from the press investors will always say like when would say when will we say, see Mario when will we see uh, Legend of Zelda when will we see uh, Metroid that delightful lady from the game yeah. uh, in, in, in her own game on mobile right and so I think he's preempting some of that I, but I but it and? I guess my worry is it feels like damage control in case but Mitomo it is. underwhelms oh, I don't know if it's that and I don't I don't think Mitomo has had enough time to underwhelm I think we we okay. still don't know what it is. I think we still I, haven't yeah. tried it. I think they haven't shown us I don't us think much. it's under one factor. I think it is Mitomo will be something that people are not expecting. It will be an app but and not worry, a game. because we're going to get it right on the next one. No, That's no, what it sounds like to me. I don't that. think it's, it's like getting it right. It's about the quality. It's about, hey, you see us as a game maker and you see us synonymous with Mario. Okay. Our first 
product is not that. It's an app for friends to have fun and share silly me pictures, right? Like that's what he's, I think he's managing expectations yeah. and saying like, by the way, we will make, we will bring Mario to this platform. I think that's what he's saying. Well, it excites me because it makes me think that they're starting to treat mobile like an actual platform, like a, a handheld or a console. And you don't just come up with one idea and go, there's our support. Like if they, if they actually start creating a launch library of experiences to be had on on mobile then that means they're doing it right because that, okay. that's the, the same way like you know when uh when the ds launched they're like oh we have picto chat mm -hmm. but we also have super mario 64 you know and that has mini games in it but we also have yoshi's touch and go like it's a very simple experience and then here's a, a very robust thing we have to go collect 150 stars in a 3d open world uh I want that from them. I want them going, mobile is our new console. So it's, it's one of our. It's to you yeah. that Mitomo is not that. Because I think that for a lot of people, they're still unsure. I feel slightly unsure, although after what Pear just said, I feel a little more convinced or understanding of what it is, being communication focused and whatnot. I was hoping there was, as someone who really enjoyed Tomodachi Life, as someone yeah. who really enjoys when Nintendo finds a unique way to gamify something, and I hate that word, but. Mm -hmm you know, turn something that's non-traditional into a video game, whether it's Brain Age or it's whatever DS experiment it was that kind of pulls me in. And Tomodachi Collection was a huge part of that. Right. Um, I really enjoy that. And I'm hoping this game has elements of that. And I have not heard or I, seen that they exist. I think you expect your, your expectations are, 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 are off in that. You're not going to get that. It is, it is too... Pokemon, what Pokemon Box was mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, th this is to basically to the Miiverse and to me creation what Pokemon Box was right. to Pokemon, right? Like, it it has the charming characters. People love Miis, especially in Japan, right? Yeah. Which is, let's face it, the primary target for this, yeah, this title. That's a great um, point. I, I just think it, it, it is, Kimishima is just basically saying, you know, this will be. This will be. I don't think he's saying this will be bad. It's going to underperform. I think he's saying this is not Mario. This is not Zelda. Yeah. But we haven't forgotten about the franchises that everybody knows us for. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But, yeah. Okay. So and, then, and like it, it may be that Mitomo is the first brick in a Lego set of like this connection between friends, right? That's what Using they're saying. Yeah, and that's what they're saying completely. Like the, you know, the way it ties into my Nintendo, the way it mm -hmm. ties into Nintendo account, the way these things will sort of complement each other. My big question: When do you flip that switch on 3DS and Wii U? Are you going to flip that switch on 3DS and Wii U? You're also you have to think about it. Uh, Presumably, they are because it was part of that yeah. slideshow. Sorry, we're mm -hmm. we are all traditional core gamers, and the way we think about our our access to these games mm -hmm. is that I go on the Wii U shop channel or I turn on PSN or I open up Steam. Um, there are people who are going to experience things on mobile, especially on a platform like iOS, that may never see Nintendo's traditional games mm -hmm. ever, ever. Because there's no, there's no uh, publisher allegiance yeah. when you are downloading a game on your phone. Like I'll look on, my, on the top charts, right? And I have to click through to go to games and then I'll see the top games there. But on the top charts, it just says like, oh, Face Swapper and, you know, Puzzle mm -hmm. Cube and Angry Birds. And Even with the successes like Angry yeah. Birds, it's not that people on iOS are clamoring for the next Rovio game. Right? No, not like, at all. Most people don't even to, know Rovio almost, exists. They have to start over yep, and they yep. market their title within the existing yes. success. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, maybe That's you've made point, this yeah. point, but uh, and maybe this is tying in exactly to the point you just made, but it does make sense to grab people who are the non-traditional ones yeah. first. Mm -hmm. And of maybe course. this is going to do that. Swing for the fences, you know. Yeah, swing for them first, see how that does. And then 
By the way, we've got something you might know a little better based on your childhood. Because well, it's also safer. You're yeah. getting money from different people. You're not, yeah. you know, like you don't want the customer you already have who's paying you to spend well, money. Well, you also want that customer yeah. on your other on, two platforms, and, not on yeah. mobile right now. On iPhones, Mitomo is going to be listed not under games, I assume. I think it's going to be listed under social. And it's going like to be next to Facebook and Twitter and yeah. Instagram. And that's good company to be in, mm-hmm. right? Whereas it's the rest tough of tough competition. It's though. tough competition. But it it, like if you can crack through and you find the right audience and that gets big enough, then that's huge. And Nintendo's going to find, just like everybody else, that making a hit game on, on iOS or mobile is not as easy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and getting to the top of the charts is not as easy as it sounds. I don't know if bigger publishers can sort of strong arm their way yeah. in or buy their way in. I'd love to know more about that kind of stuff. But Mitomo is going to end up in the social category. Well, and uh, for what? Oh, yeah. And well, and for what we know, this is Hideki Kono's like project. Like they've they've said the the producer on Mario Kart on the Mario Kart series is leading this. Again, we've talked about it. That's a guy who knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. That was Mr. Nintendogs as much as he is, I believe, Mr. Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. And those are two very different styles of games that mm-hmm. they got really right. So let's see, right? Um, I, I'm no, I'm excited. Super I'm curious, curious to see how this, see how this does, goes. right? Like, yeah. If it really sits alongside Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and Snapchat, that is tough company to be in. Right. And like, you know, Snapchat has a lot of a lot of features where, you know, teens especially share like the lenses and you know like inappropriate they, they, stuff too. Well, but yeah. Um, but they're but they but they when you travel it it rewards you with, you know, special little things. And so we'll see what Nintendo's AR game is, like how or, or location-based stuff, like yeah. how well they actually will pull this off because mm-hmm. that's something that they didn't have to do with the 3DS. The 3DS was not an always connected title. No, but they close... wanted it to be. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. set up those Nintendo like spot pass and Nintendo zone locations. Exactly. Like you figure, if you can figure those things to work with something on a smartphone, which is a device you have on you at all times, mm-hmm. now the world is open. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and like I, the, while you're you picking can... up your exclusive Amiibo at Best Buy, you can log in and get something. Yep. So that's we'll see whether that's in this title or whether it's something that we're going to have to wait for um, yeah, later. Yeah, and but. whereas everyone in this room is probably a little fatigued on having one more social network to deal with. <laughs> like I know when we got really into Snapchat here, I was like, oh, Scott, I got to do one more thing now. You know, it's like another thing I got to learn. Um, <laughs> I think the way Mitomo integrates with other platforms is going to be very key. Like if there is an upload to Twitter or upload to Facebook screenshot thing, if there's a – the way uh, when you build a, a – character on your a me character on your 3ds mm-hmm. or your wii u you can flip the camera to look at you mm-hmm. and it'll take a picture of you and build a, a me based on you it's not a good me mm-hmm. you got to go in there and, and and mess with things but that's something they need, need they need to do using the cameras on your phone right now uh, it's got to integrate with everything and location services and all that kind of stuff for it to really work but uh i think the younger people are not as sort of uh, beaten down by having 17 social networks they're like bring on more I love it I want to be able to tweet from Facebook and Facebook from Twitter and I yeah. want to put my Instagram on Twitter and I want my Mitomo on well, whatever it is and if know? you think about it for years I feel like for the last uh, decade if not half decade we have seen Miyamoto quote saying I wish we made a game that captured the kids the way text messaging does yeah mm-hmm. you know like all they want to do is text like I remember seeing a quote from him recently because I was doing some some research and 
I almost wonder, is this that attempt? Is this that thing? Not that he's behind it, but just that is that it, or is that why they're shooting for that audience? Just to get that younger market, to get well, them sort of talking about it. But they've played with it so much. It. Just walk around the plaza in Splatoon. You know, yeah. it's like it's it's a fun environment without being able to speak to anyone. They've created something that is already that gives life and shows you the different personalities of people. Mm-hmm. It shows you creativity of people yeah. who can draw. So I feel like they've experimented with that a lot, but it's so confined. It doesn't follow you, right? Like, no. Yeah. yeah. And, and even in Mario Maker, like when somebody leaves a comment, like you get taken out of the experience mm-hmm. and all that. This could be this could yeah, be Yeah, or look at when though. you power up your Wii U and you see like your me runs out to the center mm-hmm. and then you see a crowd of people run mm-hmm. after and you see them go in different directions. The, and if not that you can walk around with in social that spec, a lot but they've in their experimented with yeah. little things like that where you see different drawings pop up and oh, I love mm-hmm. Splatoon and all that. Mm-hmm. Like is that stuff. is that what they say? That's not what they sound like at all. But I'll tell you what they do sound like. They sound like it's time to go because we need to leave. That was an awful segue, but thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are at no, we are a <laughs> weekly show on IGN, but we are not the only show on IGN. In fact, Dustin Laguerre is on Podcast Unlocked, and you can hear every awful segue he has made in his history on that show. He gets someone really needs quiet. to make They're a super so cut of every Dustin Laguerre. Uh, segue and send it to him. Oh, that'd be great. It's um, hilarious. He gets really quiet and tries to come up with a segue. You can always tell. Yeah, yeah he's and thinking he's about so the wheels bad. are turning. Like, you know, speaking of wheels, yeah. Forza 5 just got announced. Like, wow. It's always but, like that. But don't be confused. We love Destin as much as we love you. We love Thank Destin. you so much for listening to our show. You can leave us feedback by going to NVC. Uh, first of all, email us at NVC at IGN.com. Mm-hmm. Make sure you send us what you think about Nintendo NX and E3. Do they take the stage or not? I'm really curious to hear some emails. We'll read them on the air next week. I promise. Um, what else? You can also leave us a uh, rating on the iTunes store. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a podcast section there. You can go and check that out. Sorry, my wheels are – I'm running out of gas. I'm running out of gas. Speaking of wheels. And lastly, podcasts. you can find us on Twitter. You can find Brian Altano at – Agent Bizzle. You can find Per – Schneider at Pair IGN. You can find myself, Jose underscore Otero, on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. You sound so different. Yeah, I know, right? You working out? What's going yeah. on? What's wrong with you? Three, two, one, hit it. Thank you so much, Dan. Uh-huh. I'm looking up something. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lordy. Lord of mercy. It must be nice. It must be nice. To have Pikachu by your side. I didn't expect that. That's really good. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing 
to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.